0: Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This week we're starting a little different. Our guest, Different Lettuce, has let us down a two-part episode rabbit hole on the science and destiny. So this is actually going to be part two, and here in a second it's going to pick up exactly where it left off last week. So if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend you do that. And if you just like to live dangerously, you've been warned. So yeah, let's start the show. Welcome to this week's SpinFoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at theory at gmail.com or visit us over at SpinFoilTheory.com. And now, let's put on our SpinFoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Well, then, I think... Then- uh, I, I was going to say, yeah. I, I, I kind of want to pose the subject of our our most recent episode to you, and, and sorry for gotten a chance to listen yet, but um, how do you deal with the idea that someone who was killed to become an Exo, and that Exo also died, right? Could mm-hmm. both the person who died and the Exo become guardians?
1: That was actually a really interesting... Question and uh, one I've actually been thinking about a lot since I heard it. Um, I will tell you though I'm not like I actually have friends who are like super experts on on exos and mind transfer. From what I understand, um, there is there is the idea of like mind forking. So essentially, um, that you take someone like like Clovis Bray and essentially he's Forked, forked his mind into uh, Clovis 1, who became Banshee, and also into the AI, um, Clo- Clovis Bray Eye, as you would call it. Um, but what, what is interesting is that Banshee, um, and a friend of mine actually, um, uh, I think she goes by the name Epsilon on um, Reddit, but she actually came up with something interesting, was that, the, that Clovis 1 was brought her online while Clovis was still alive and experiencing things so uh, in a way they've their experiences have there's a fork in the road and Clovis one um obviously we know if it, 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 they have completely different experiences they're able to you know they they, they do something Quite heroic, and they even do, um, they even sacrifice their memories for Elsie's sake. So, in a way, they've done things that are very different to what Clovis did. Well, so, yeah. it's sort
0: of well, this was it sort of brings was, it to some yep. Oh, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I was just gonna say, so, 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 so Clovis Banshee is created with clarity, and so exos created in that process do not have their uh stage one memories that you know. To your point, that's why Clovis uh did the AI and the EXO exchange. Yeah. Because yep. the AI was able to keep the memories. However, if you go over to some different uh and this isn't a gotcha, just kinda like as a as a <laughs> as a posit, I swear to god. Um if you go over to other exos where like 801 where they're made with radiance as opposed to clarity,
1: yes. yeah. she kept
0: yeah. her memories. Mm. Ada she remembers know? she did she remembered her life at, before she she, she, she she went to bed as a human and woke up as an exo she remembers mm. all of her experiences leading
2: up to that
3: yeah that is a pain well, I-
4: she didn't well she didn't know that um, her mother was her mother until we give her the Black Armory pages. I distinctly remember that. Well, yeah, because but the- I'm an Simp. But that's besides the point. Um,
0: Is that more of like a black yeah, no. box thing, you think? Kind of like. I'm not a- sure if that's
4: like a black box thing or not, because like she didn't. She always said, like, oh, uh, Risen or, or Guardians killed the founder of the Black Armory. It was the founder. And it wasn't until like the end of the story, or near the end, that she realized, oh, the founder that was murdered, that was my mother.
0: Mm. But doesn't she lose
2: it at some point? Because uh,
0: I want to say, I want to say, in that narrative, she she hides it after she uh, silences that one guardian, that one warlord.
4: I'm not sure. I just remember she didn't I, really. I thought there was a difference the... doing it.
2: Yeah, sorry.
1: Full disclosure, disclosure, too, it's been a long time since I've read that law. Um, yeah,
4: I've only read it a couple times. I can go double-check. This has to handle not... if gets you. Uh,
1: yeah, no, but that Radiance thing sorry. is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely
4: think it's interesting, but I wasn't sure. I'm not, I don't want to, like, say, oh, if you use Radiance, there's no need for the memory wipe. That's kind of what well, I was...
0: I, I'm just wondering... Uh, what I'm wondering is if if radiance changes the nature of the transfer, sort of, sort of, sort of going on what uh, what you were saying, lettuce. Mm. Uh, sort of, if uh, if the allowance of radiance or a light based transference, as opposed to clarity, which seems to be clearly based on darkness.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh... It's it's a difficult one. Although I have seen that a lot of people sort of theorise that that um, that that was the nature of of um, of Ada becoming an exo was that it wasn't reliant on clarity, it was reliant on radiance. But mm. that's kind of interesting as well because if you read Clovis Bray's journals, he he needed the the, the darkness to sort of um, to I'm trying to remember because I know that he had two problems: of the billboard issue, and then there was the der. But I think the billboard issue was what he needed. He basically had to add error into the exo mind in order for it to to not to to um, yeah. have what what was called qualia, I believe is the term. Um, so that sort of, I'm not quite sure how it would work in Ada. Like like if you're only using um, the light and I again she was quite young so yeah that's another here's, thing yeah
0: here's, here's the thing that gets In, me um... if, when, if when you know who you are uh, th- there is no clarity air quotes when, when you make the transfer <laughs> you start picking at yourself you start pulling yourself apart because you remember what you're supposed to be
2: that's really interesting I, I almost, I I almost wonder
0: a... if the clarity is not knowing
4: Interesting. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, that's kind of exactly, that's exactly right. And um, you do sort of see, yep.
4: Sorry. In entry 100 of the Black Armoury pages, right after Ada wakes up, um, she basically keeps asking um, her mother, like, all these questions and this and that. And then the last entry is her... It giving a le- writing a letter to ada basically and it's um
3: uh yeah i yeah, do I, you,
4: I, does the name um uh, a- i'm going to butcher her actual name um
1: is it henry henrietta as long as yeah, you
4: no.
0: Trump- I was going to say as long yeah, as you try to butchering henry. it
4: <laughs> okay i guess that's true um uh basically um Yes, I know uh, this is basically, she, it's her basically, this is like her final goodbye. Um, you became eight oh one when I robbed you of your end. I've loved you since before you were born and in trying to give you everything. Perhaps I've robbed you of a final human experience, a dignified death. Blah, blah, blah. Um,
0: yeah, I can just it.
4: I'm trying to figure out the word.
0: <laughs> For us um, older guys. <laughs>
4: um, if you want to know about your past, Know that you were born a second time in the Niobe Labs. When you were wounded at the Labs, and I saw you losing your fight, I did what I always did when the chips were down. I created something. You, Ada won. And then, so yeah. So it see. I don't think Ada really yeah. knew who so she. What, I think that's just the process of being an EXO, regardless of whether you use yeah. Radiance or Clarity. You you have to. So, you have to have a clean slate. You have to. Otherwise, you're. So similarly,
0: yep. what we recover for Ada. And giving her, I guess, her at least, like, knowledge of who she was before before she died is yeah. similar to what happens to uh, Elsie or The Stranger when she recovers the proverbial black box of that first spin-up, the one that didn't have a mouth yeah. and all that other stuff and rebelled against Clovis Bray. Would you guys say that's right?
4: I would, I would think so. I would, or it's yeah, the similar thing of like of how Kate had hit, when he was Res as a guardian, how he had his journal with him, and it was like, oh, this is who I was. It's a very similar thing, kinda. Well, I would say
1: there's, there's some interesting philosophy around that as well. Like I've seen a lot on the Destiny Law. Um, there was one post ages ago that really stuck with me, and sort of said that um, Banshee almost became the blueprint. For guardians, because he essentially was like the worst man in the world, Clovis Bray, not a good dude, yeah, definitely. And yet, wiped of all his memories and given, you know, um, sort of free will and and the ability to to um, to sort of change his own destiny, he was able to be a good person and actually, um, you know, and make sacrifices. And that's, I think, that's essentially boils down to the wager that the the gardener is sort of, the gardener is basically, the the darkness just thinks we're all selfish, that we're just in it for me, you know. And while that is obviously true for some people, what we've seen time and time again is that, um, you know, you had obviously all the warlords and that, but the iron lords... Won out, and we, we built the city, and we we banded together. You know, um, you have people like Aldrin. You know, wife of all his memories, um, became a, a a new person. Crow for the crow for all intents and purposes is a a new person, and this goes back to I suppose the answer to your question is about whether you could have sort of two people, and I think suppose maybe a part of me thinks that. Like Clovis Bray the first was a different person to, to Banshee, and I think Aldrin, the different person to Crow. Um, so I don't know. It, it's exos are sort of a bit of a an interesting thing, but you, it, it brings. It's I think it's more of a philosophical one rather than a scientific one because it's really it makes you question what is the idea of of personhood. You know what makes you you, and not someone else. And if you can fork minds, that complicates things. Well, that's because
0: that's that's what that's what brought us back to our topic last week. Not to not to rehash not to rehash episodes. Sorry, guys. Um, is we were we were wondering because there is a death involved in the creation of the exo.
3: Hmm.
0: That then there's remains, right? There's remains, and, and exos have equal personhood. I think in this case we were kind of surmising they were a copy. But then you have to yeah. wonder, is there is there a, that element of anima? Because if a copy of something is also as viable
2: as the original, which one has the soul?
0: Or is the soul as easily copied?
1: Yeah. And, again, (laughs) this is getting into pretty uh, metaphysical territory. And I don't really necessarily – I'm probably as in the dark as as you are. This is something I do find very interesting. And and this is what I love about Destiny is that it does go from science to this real sort of deep existentialism. You know, like, seriously, what video games do that? That's amazing. And, you know, um, and that's – but, yeah, that's, I suppose – Something that we're sort of learning more and more as more law comes out. Um, you know, um, I think that if you're forking the minds into two different, I think they are two different people. And then if they were resurrected, um, I, I, I think Cade Six and uh, and former Cade. May have had like a contiguous experience, so when you know he sort of Clovis has taken a destructive copy and then brought him back as an exo, so there was no fork in the road, I guess. But yeah, so maybe that it wouldn't necessarily be possible to bring back the old Cade because you know, the Cade that that was, was the Cade that we know, that there wasn't really any fork in the road. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. I'm sort yeah, of I just
1: riffing here, but that's sort of my take on it. Um, I,
0: I definitely think if if we spun up, if we were to pull Cade from the Deepstone Crypt, right? Pull, pull, his, mm. pull his back up, spin up a new Exo, and, you know, be sure to give it a beautiful, beautiful horn. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, I think, I think. Well, they might be quite similar. That cave might hate us and want nothing to do with us. Yeah, inside, exactly. Inside with with the darkness. I, I think there's something that comes with even on the exo
2: side being reset five times or being
0: spun up fresh from your first copy or being the human that that copy was built from so like i always wonder like what if there's a guardian out there that is kate before he became like like that was risen from the remains of kate the human
1: yeah i mean i think it's certainly like there's again the lord's always surprising us there's it's funny because just when we know, when we think we know uh, things about ghosts, um, like there's the example of um, uh, Shin Malfer, who was I'm trying, I want to get this right, but I think they were resed by a ghost, yeah, Tianchi, and became a yeah, and then but then later um, I think must have lost the ghost, and then and then um, Jaron Ward's. Ghost sort of took on Shin Melfer, so it's like an example well, of like. What's your take on that?
0: Well, well, so so they're buddies, they're companions. Sorry to segue to something. No, 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 no. So, so so and and Lucy, feel free to jump in here if if you disagree. Um, Tianchi's dead; it sacrificed itself. That that was from the the ghost stories, right?
3: Mm, yeah. that, uh,
0: that 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 mm-hmm. summoned him, and that ghost is dead. Jaren Ward's mm-hmm. ghost, whose name I don't remember, is Shin's buddy. It recognized him as a guardian. What have you? It can probably do stuff like open doors, maybe even transmit if the transmit technology comes from the ship and not the ghost. Mm-hmm. So maybe it can like activate it for them, as noted later when you find out the truth about, like, Caleb and some of the other stuff that Shin was getting into, it's noted that he only has that one life. So I don't think Sharon Ward's ghost can res him, though they are buddies. So how is he able to use a golden gun, then? He's still a guardian. It's noted, even in the dark future... Well, it's noted even in the dark future that a Zavala, without his ghost, is able to stand on the Traveler and channel massive amounts of energy to where he becomes this giant human nuclear bomb missile.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. That's interesting. That's actually
2: something I I I I didn't know.
4: Because, I guess, think of, like, the ability to use light as more, I wouldn't say more of like as an intrinsic thing, but my understanding, which could totally be wrong, um, like, even in, like, the Red War first mission, um, Cade on the comms would be like, my golden gun's kind of fizzing out a little bit, because I've used it too much Mm -hmm. over the past, like, you know, battle that's ensuing, and while I do think that, like, ghosts are kind of, like, I wouldn't say, like, a Kinda of like, like, like how you said earlier, Lettuce, with, like, a, a Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi? <laughs> a Wi-Fi. Think or of the Guardian as, as, like, a cell phone. You have a certain amount of charge.
1: I think of the Guardian as a capacitor.
4: Capacitor, I guess that's probably a better... A better
1: yeah, device. so, you know, you, you pull out your, if you pull out your laptop cable and you look at the... Um, you've still got a light on, because, obviously, it's still kept some of that, that charge... I've always sort of thought, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've always sort of thought that if you lost your ghost, you'd sort of, you'd have whatever light
4: yeah that's basically, You'd probably basically have, was...
1: if you had a supercharged and you lost your ghost, you might be able to use that super in one burst, but well, so, once that was it, so you wouldn't have the link. I, yep.
0: I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> I, I just want to say, so here's the thing, right, guys? Shin Malfur is noted as using his super effectively one time. Just one time. Well, The other time he's purportedly used it or allegedly summoned his golden gun was with Anor, and he's doing silly stuff like tossing it from hand to hand. Now, here's what I'm saying, guys. Shin Malfur (laughs) has been known to stage events to look one way, while really being another, i.e. Caleb's death and the whole scene we rushed into where we thought he was executing a mm, a, a yes, dredgen of great. yore. So that's true, that's that being staged makes me wonder if everything he's done has been staged as part of this building the legend of Shin Malfer. So even if Can he's out say... of light, boom. Yes, please.
1: This is the most molder moment for you. I mean, you were saying moldering, Scully, but this is <laughs> trust no one. <laughs> this is, I like literally, literally. I'm just dude. Like, if we can't trust one either. thing, can we trust anything?
0: He let us know and he lied. Us, so why true. can we trust anything?
4: That is true. I never really thought about that. I would. So when do you think? So if the guard, if a guardian is like a capacitor, and they once they lose their ghost, they only have a certain amount of charge, and Shin Malfer lost his ghost as a kid, technically.
0: As a baby. As a, as a little baby.
4: baby. As a baby. Then like
0: He had to he he was gathering light that whole time as he grew up so that he could shoot Dredgenor and, and then everything else he's done has has been a stage show. You heard it here first, folks. That's Taylor B's theory. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's definitely interesting. I feel like we could use that as maybe another episode or something. It's really definitely,
1: to... definitely a potential. Yeah, yeah. I like, it. Especially, I like
4: with, it. especially with a lot of people talking about Shin for recently with... Um,
1: Shayura? And Shira.
0: Shayura.
2: Shayura.
4: Shayura. Yeah. Th- 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 you know what I mean.
0: Shashay? Or, yeah. I don't know how to say it, but... Trials
4: way. of Osiris Warlock Lady. <laughs> Trials
0: and of yeah. Osiris Yura.
4: There you go. Trials of Osiris <laughs> Warlock, There we go. It's a mouthful,
1: but it works. Yes. Warlock-era. Actually, um, I, yeah. another thing I'm going to say. I, don't, I, I wrote a post about this a little um, uh, a little while ago, but you, so you know when Shiura goes down to um, Venus and and kills the Elixir from House Light, and then shoots the the Guardian um, with her submachine gun and all that goes down. But before that, the Elixir is actually taking um, that particular Guardian to, like, this grey concrete building. And there's a a bit of mystery around it because it's, like, neither of them, like, really know what it is. And there's a... um, there's a few, um, it, it depends how you interpret I've, I've seen people interpret it different ways, but he sort of says, like, he, the Guardian sort of says, like, what the hell was this place? Like, it's not, you know, it's not the Academy proper. Um, and then the Elixir says, not human, um, machine inside. And depending on how, I'm not sure, when I first read it, I read it as it's not human. I have heard people sort of say that he's more like, I'm not human, so I don't know. But um, it's interesting because if you go back into the early lore cards, there's this really abstract, um, uh, I think it's Golden Age 2 or something. And essentially it's, it's like these uh, father and a son and they basically go to this, um, this big grey building and inside is like this machine that projects the world as it was in the past. And it mentions it being, like, really hot and, and acidic and, and, and the world of the furnace. And I read this and I was like, this sounds like Venus. Like, and is it a coincidence that there's, like, the same grey building? Like, it's the only two places in the lore, as far as I have looked on Ishtar, that mention a grey building. It's just like, so, yeah. I feel like maybe that is something that people have like, could be bigger than, than we think it is. I don't think it's Vex either, because if it was Vex, if it was the Vault of Glass or it was the Citadel, like, those things you know. If you're going down to the Ishtar Collective, you look up and you can see the Citadel, and you don't have to walk very far to see the Vault. And surely the Guardians would know about it, the Elixiny would know about it. I mean, they've raided both those sites several times, but this is something new. So I don't know what you guys think about it, but, um, yeah, I thought I'd put that out yeah. there.
4: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, ghost fragment. The Golden Age is what it is. I just looked it up. It's really weird. Totally, it is very weird. It. I totally forgot about this. Like, and this and I definitely see the connection now. Definitely.
1: Yeah, and then the next one after that is the Neverbe, which is like this um, it's like this uh, fresco made of Veston plaster. And and again, it, it projects like a a skyscape, and when people look at it, they get like these images, like five to seventy seven images, and they get all these weird sensations. It's, oh, it's so trippy. Weird. It's so trippy, and yeah. Um, and it's, it's it, this is the thing about when I'm looking at this is sometimes I get to the point where like if I'm looking, I'm like, Bestin, okay, is that is that awoken is that for vesta and then i'm looking at like the the effects that they're getting and that sounds very much like what the k1 team it's like okay is it darkness it's just like it's crazy it's like i there's so many things possibilities that it could be you know but yeah there's so much yeah the
0: infectious uh uh wills of of what seem to be external or or extra extra universal beings
2: getting at these people. That that
0: is wild yeah. stuff cuz yeah yeah there's there's there is the darkness seems to do it just by being around it if the K1 is anything to your point. There's the ahamkara which just wearing their bones seems to get in get inside your mind even after their own death which is wild. Mm. Yeah
1: there's I, I've sorry go on. No no, no go on go, go on, I'm back. Respond. Yeah. I... I just want to say something interesting about the Ahamkara, but but I'll let you continue. So hold that thought. No, 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 um, do it, do it now. (laughs) So there was this destiny law, um, post and someone, um, I forget who, but they basically were like, um, they were talking about, um, Riven and obviously Ahamkara are known to be shapeshifters. And they were like, basically the core of their argument was that Riven's always looked the way, um, that, they that she has because um, there's when you finish the encounter and you go into the final room where you dunk the heart, there's a there's a big statue of of Riven. And so that was basically the premise of this person's argument. And I posted a comment on there and basically said Ahamkara um, they essentially make objective reality match su- subjective desire. That's kind of their thing. And there's nothing more objective than a statue. <laughs> True, and sure and everyone's mind was just completely blown. They were like, wait, are you saying that that step, stat- like that statue, you literally, when they change shape, you would understand stand that any image, um, now I think there's even a, um, uh, a law tab about the umkamkara that sort of says um, that the definition of umkamkara is that you know it's the de- it's the dependence of one's ego on on an on an object or a um or a, 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 you know they sort of transcend that you know they yeah, to definitely. them they can they can be whatever they want and people sort of like have a hard time reconciling that but then isn't that kind of what we do when we play video games? We can just change what we look like. And, you know, there are all those memes of people, like when your, your character is in, a, is in a cut scene and they've got just some ridiculous looking person in a serious situation. But it's, it's true. Like, that's essentially how you need to think of, of the Ahamkara is that they are literally bending objective reality to match our subjective desire. That's actually how they feed you know, they f- basically feed on, you know, the line that says reality is the finest flesh. Um, and this sort of goes back into string theory because essentially you have to understand um, every action that you do has an effect that ripples out, you know, and in physics we call that like a, a, a light cone. So it's sort of like the um, as time goes on, that action... Will, um, will have other cause, other effects to happen, which have uh, cause other effects to happen. But there is a cone of possible interactions. So um, I don't know if you've played the game. Um, I'm going to segue into video games a lot. Like, if you play the game Assassin's Creed. Um, mm-hmm. oh but my. It, when you go to like, like say you've like um, in the recent one, I think is um, uh, Valhalla. If you yeah. go, like, you know, I think you started in Norway, but if you go to past the map, there's, there's, a, there's a barrier. And the way they explain it is you're basically in the animus. And essentially what that does is, is you have freedom within, besides certain milestones that you have to do, you have a lot of freedom to go and do things your own way. But you can't just go wherever you want because that person never went there, Right. So th- they basically had almost this region of where their, um, their presence was actually could affect the universe around them. Like, so if you consider me, right, like I've, I've only been, you know, I haven't travelled a lot, you know, I, I've, I've lived in Australia, I've travelled to a couple of places, but so if you, someone was able to go back in time and, and manifest my brain... They, they would be limits to what they could do, right? And obviously the internet changes things because now all of a sudden I can actually have an effect. You know, I can be on a podcast in America. This might cause someone to have an idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've almost widened that cone. This is what the Ahamkara, as far as I know, this is what they feed on. It's why Aldrin was such a danger to have around because he was quite ambitious And he he had a desire. So he he had fantasies of what he wanted to be. But just having those thoughts widened the possibilities and, in a sense, made forks or separate timelines where there was an Aldrin that did go and do this thing. So just imagine me thinking, you know what? I really want to be, you know, an astronaut. Just having that thought could set basically set an event where one of me actually decides, you know, the flip of a coin decides, you know, I want to go down that avenue, and then it does actually happen. So essentially it's almost widened that cone where there's more possible me's, right? Aldrin had that's a lot crazy. of possible hymns. Mara, on the other hand, stuck to the plan. That's why she had the plan, and that's why she got all of the Awoken to follow her. Because she knew that as long as they followed her, it would keep that sort of that light cone very narrow. And that's why she could keep Riven around. And Riven I think even says when you know that that she's like a um uh like a warm like like a almost like a barren um uh what is it? A barren sunbed where she can like it's nice for basking in. So the Ahamkara basically Mara is not particularly tasty to, to Riven, but Aldrin was very tasty. You know, Aldrin had, that's why they tried to keep, and ultimately that's probably why Aldrin's undoing and why, you know, there was this connection that had been formed, and why Riven was able to manipulate um, Aldrin. So, hmm.
0: so, so I had, definitely makes I a have lot a question. Of sense. That's crazy. I have, a que- I have a question here. As you noted, like a statue being that, that ultimate, uh, or not ultimate, but a very great example. Of uh, of uh-huh. ego, right? right, right, yeah, what yeah. If what if that statue of Jher isn't of Jher. What if that's an Ahamkara, the one who gives wow, us the this...
2: bow?
1: Mind blown. Uh, well,
0: we, we went into the darkness
1: realm. That is interesting. We, but didn't Mara Mara made? Um, I know Riven helped Mara with the creation of Alicinia, but I think she sculpted. The I think well because sure is not an ahamkara so I suppose that would be you know with uh, if you took an image of an ahamkara aham can shapeshift but sure yeah. can't shapeshift so I would say that but that is sure. still the representation well I'm yeah, sure is ahamkara it's, it's,
0: it's an it's an ahamkara <laughs> imitating sure it's what I'm suggesting it's an ahamkara imitating sure because when you take the the bow it speaks to you.
2: The statue. Does okay. Yeah.
3: I
1: have I'm gonna have to go back and play that again. Yeah. That is interesting.
4: Maybe, There's a lot I of mean, things That's though, not something an awoken
0: list. should
1: do. <laughs> like...
4: Well if you um if you vaguely remember, um and I think it's in Maricena, it's in one of the lore Awoken themed other lore books or lore entries. Where, um, Shurido, uh has a vision and she's telling Mara about it. And Mara basically cracks a pyramid with her hand, and Old mm. is there, and some other woman is there. Cough, cough, it's the extra stranger. And Shurido, she says, I wasn't there, I was stuck, I was trapped somewhere.
1: Trapped, yep. That's so the sleepless little maybe- tab.
4: The sleepless, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it's not Kar, but maybe it's. Sure, trapped somehow. But why is she trapped? Because well, then there's there's everything well, there, that happened with the nine as well.
1: Yeah, and there's the um, I'm just saying, the where 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 guild that the, the strange coin right. that's left on the nine are definitely involved in that. They are almost apologising. Like, well, that's the way Mr. I read it. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm um, not sure zer when um Oren basically confronts him and then before she bashes his back with the with the, with the, hammer, the hammer he's basically yeah. like For, forgive them um and then you've got the a- aphelion as well so she was apparently oh. the only one who survived yeah. an attack from an aphelion there's a lot of things there's the ancient there's so many things in the dreaming city that we just don't know like
4: Give it's crazy dreaming city season Next season, please, I'm buddy. Saying, I'm begging I'm you. Saying, I'm begging I'm you. Yeah, yeah
2: is What I, I think,
0: agree. what I think, lending to whatever's talking to you in that statue, just keeping it to that, is not mm. sure.
2: Is that it's in the taken realm? When you find it,
0: you have to exit out after you get it to get back to regular reality, and that taken realm is created.
4: By a
1: wish dragon,
4: yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I mean, that would honestly. It, would is, be it, is it a
1: taken realm or just an ascendant plane? Like it's
4: the ascendant plane. It's not necessarily the ascendant. So I mean, if
1: speaking, one, then the other. It, yeah. I yeah. Guess. So, taking is almost like when I was coming up with the subclass series. Taking is almost like the black sheep of, you know, of the bunch because it's like, it's, I, I, it's one thing that I haven't because some people, I suppose, it's been. Everyone's almost pretty much in agreement that we're going to get like a, a green soulfire. Like that's, green,
4: green, green. I, I think
1: everyone wants that. Everyone just. Wants, I want that
4: yeah. so bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. As you can oh, tell, so I. I really like the hive. So a hive themed sub sub blah, blah, blah. a hive themed subclass for my hunter, I would cry because I'm, I'm, a hunt, I'm
1: my hunter is me, basically. Yeah, and it would also just make, like, there's so much lore as well that sort of, like, it would it would make sense because it would basically mean that we have, the darkness has really been around us the whole time because it's interesting because there's, I think there's the, one of the worm, not worm, might be worm husk or, or verity brow, one of those ones that you get from, the um warmind war mind. um during the warmind yeah. thing it basically one of the perks it called it the fourth magic which obviously oh. at the time you have arc cool. void solar so
4: interesting Yeah, I never, I totally forgot we, about that
1: yeah we i mean we got stasis obviously now but um it's interesting because if you look at like um uh if you go to the moon right I remember it, way back in even Destiny 1, going in the moon and we're like, what is that crack and why is there green you I know, what it. is that
4: why is there green
1: yeah, why is there green, well the, the lore actually called it miasma and when you read it, it says it hints at what's going on down below and I was when you're in Destiny 1, you always just thought well that must be the hive, but then we got Shadowkeep, Shadowkeep is a very underrated expansion by the way, I know it's kind of gets a bit of flack because it was you know considered you know we're just rehashing but from a lore point of view that but bungie when they in the viaduct they said this like this is our first real taste of the darkness we are very close when you when you go to the moon there's also this is will creep you out if you go to eris eris basically says now that you walk the shadowed path maybe you'll look at luna through new eyes i can tell you now i've been looking at luna through new eyes. We go to the moon in Shadowkeep, and those fissures have expanded. There's more of that green miasma coming out. Oh
4: yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: And if you go down to the catacombs during that mission to collect the um, the cryptolith, all the lights go out, and you look up, and you can see the pyramid, and that the green energy is radiating from the pyramid.
4: So you think that green oh, that I'm green gay. energy
1: comes from the pyramid and and this isn't just speculation that the law actually tells us this and and one thing in particular tells us this toland if you do the toland um uh his uh what is it called his um the bounty where you find yeah the mini missions he actually says a whole bunch of things i actually um one of my um i'm going to give a shout out to a guy on discord called dino he is an amazing... He, I swear he is like a computer when it comes to law knowledge. He is, um, like, uh, amazing. And he put me on... He's put me onto a lot of things that I didn't even know existed. And he, you know, he, he basically showed me that he had the transcript of the whole Tolan thing. And Tolan basically says... Um, I actually wrote about this in one of my posts, by the way. Um, but he basically says that the, the miasma that's coming through is terraforming. It comes from the pyramid... It's terraforming Luna, and it is the essence of the Hive. He says all of this. And he said this in Shadowkeep.
4: That's crazy. So, I totally yeah. missed that.
1: Yeah. And then, and then to, to, to caveat to that, we then have um, another strange energy that is on the moon that seems to be turning everything red and growing spikes. And there's, a, there's the heretic law tab, and Hashla Dune actually says that it's a new energy that the hive haven't been able to tap into, and that it's the space between thought and fear. So if this turns out to be true, it would actually be, because my, my, uh, my theory is essentially that, that the green one will be the next one. That's sort of not saying it's going to happen, but that's sort of what I'm, and I think most of the community...
4: Agree, is, yeah. is heading that.
1: towards and I think that the one after that is going to be a red one which will basically be not necessarily the nightmares but it will be tied to the phantoms and be tied more intimately to what we 've witnessed with the darkness in terms of gravitational waves, um, the anomalies that it created in order to uh, sink the, the planets um, and the planetoids into the vacuum of space. Mm. Um, when you actually look into those, those uh, things, um, the, what was it? The, the journal that got released, I think it was the collector's edition. It was, I think called yes. the rules, codes and rules handbook. And if you look into that, there is a, um, there is a, they build the big anomaly that you've probably seen in that crucible map, but yep. they actually mention all of the effects that they're actually protecting it from. And yeah. for me, that was actually my Rosetta stone, because when I came across that, everything that I'd been saying in like scientific terms, that thing was protecting a- against. So, for instance, yeah. you know, um, when I talked about sulfur, um, at, sulfur is actually, by the way, from what I understand, is a byproduct of. The green energy. So in, in essence, think of it like this. You have solar light, but solar light can still create fire. Right? But the fire isn't the solar light. So you've got to think of solar fire as, as the same thing. It's almost like an exothermic reaction that is coming from when you're using that, um, that green darkness power. So what yeah, I understood okay. from that was that um, that essentially what's happening is... Um, almost like spontaneous decay or forced decay. Um, you and then you look into the K one artifact, and literally the first thing that it says is is that the 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 surrounding material is actually um, undergoing spontaneous fission. You know, um, and then you read further down and. Um, and then they start talking about... Um, sorry if I'm going a bit too... That feel like I'm exactly, talking 100 miles an hour. It exactly, right, no, it's fine, it, It's, it's off? Awesome, exactly awesome. It's exactly what the shirts were. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, so the third one, I actually do want to talk about what I think the third darkness subclass. Are. I know a lot of people ask it and there's different things and that's why I sort of brought up taking because some people think that it's going to be take, the ability to take. I don't necessarily think that that is the case. I, from from a gameplay point of view, I just don't think like how would that work in PvP? Like, I can't. From a logistical point of view, I can't see that working. But yeah, also from no, a law I, I point of view, I
3: agree. from a
1: law point of view, it doesn't necessarily. Do you Sorry, think, go on. I was gonna say, do you, do you think the
0: taken subclass might be more more akin to being taken, where you take the knife and it's labeled whatever you lack as a guardian? and then those are what your new
1: powers are?
4: Maybe. I guess... I, have,
1: I do point. have a theory. If you read the law on it, essentially, Eris says that an aperture is opened. And essentially... The, and you've seen this happen in Taken King. The entity or the, the, the victim gets spirited away into the darkness realm. And what comes back is this... this um, I suppose it's a more perfect shape that matches what the take, take, taker taker take Yeah. The take matches the will of the taker. So, and you actually see this in a lot of the law for, for the taking that, um, for the taken. So like, you know, you take a goblin and it's like, you know, your, your purpose has been refined, you know, you used to do this and now you do this cause it's better. So it's almost like, um, it's almost like not necessarily the final shape, but it's the final shape of, of their purpose. It's a more perfect shape. So, and another interesting thing is that they are composed entirely of sterile neutrinos. So we actually know this from the law tab, um, uh, where the nine, they're faking, they this have a different composition. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've been listening. They mm-hmm. have a different composition. They're actually made... Um, of um they're made so sterile neutrinos are a type of dark matter, but the um the ones that the faken make they have less sterile neutrinos they're more of a complex dark matter which makes sense essentially what the nine have done is they're basically just they've used dark matter to make the taken but but you can tell that it's more of a rich tapestry of dark matter if that makes sense whereas the 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 taken are only composed of sterile neutrinos and what's really interesting about sterile neutrinos when it comes to dark matter is that they are basically like the final shape of particles they are one of the most simplest particles and they react with nothing except for gravity so if you wanted a perfect minion you the best thing to do is is sharpen them down sharpen every particle in their body down until it's just a lattice of sterile neutrinos that only react to gravity and then all you need is a remote control and then you've got the perfect minion that's essentially what the taking is so what i see the taking is is they're being spirited away and almost being exposed to the full spectrum of darkness you know they're they're just it's almost like an accelerated it's almost to me what doing what the um what zivu that I think it's that, the right way to pronounce it. Jivu Arath mm-hmm. is almost doing slow taking, taking with the, uh, with the, the crypto. Um, what are the yeah. things that come out? Not crypto lifts, crypto lifts. Yeah, crypto Yeah, the crypto cryptoliths. No, yeah, cryptoliths. No,
4: cryptoliths. Yeah, cryptoliths yeah. and the uh, becoming yeah. Wrathborn.
1: Yeah, so, and if you, when any, um, you know, the Rothborn that, that are ex- exposed to it, they hear the whispers, and the whispers are actually the Book of Unmaking. And that's really... That's actually where where a lot of my... That's where a lot of my soul fire... I didn't
4: catch that first time, dang.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And unmaking makes sense because, you know, if you look at soul essentially that's... um, Soul Not I keep saying soul but it's like... It's not soul It's the green darkness power that's doing this. Essentially what it's doing is it's... If you can weaponize it and you see like, you know, you probably use necrotic grips and thorn together and you essentially turn, turn them into green goo and, and you completely disintegrate them. But when you look at um, both what the hive were doing down in the pit, where they were doing the whole body swapping thing, and that, that, that's actually called the unmaking. That's what they were practicing. And the... The uh, followers, the um, the Shadows of Yor, they also had the Book of Unmaking that they found on, on Dredgen Yor's ship. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it actually says that it actually, there's a line in there it actually said that there's written a text that's like predates it's older than the Hive. It's almost like, you know, um, this is beyond the Hive. Um, are Basically, what I understand is... They are trying – if you do, like, almost slow unmaking of yourself, you can almost, like, I suppose disintegrate your body and free your, your essence, but you have to do it right. That's the gist I got from reading Unmaking was that this is going to be painful yeah. and you could get lost to the Sea of Screams, but if you endure, you could actually free your, your essence almost from this, you know, bone and flesh and transcend, you know, or become – you know, ascend basically. Which, okay, again, okay. there is a certain person that's going around in the Ascendant Plane that may have already done that.
4: <laughs> hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, but that's basically what I understand this green power to do. It's essentially, um, it's essentially the sword logic, but at a subatomic level. Um,
4: oh, that makes so much more sense.
1: Hmm. So I brought this up in my post when it, with solar and stasis, and I said essentially, because um, in all cases it's reducing entropy. I don't want to get into a rabbit trail on what entropy is, but essentially when you reduce entropy, things become more ordered, and that's essentially what we're doing with stasis. We're, we're thermodynamically reducing entropy, and the, when that happens, the end result is basically a perfect crystalline structure that has zero entropy at absolute zero when you're doing it with the green power you're essentially sort of doing the same the same thing but you're doing it more uh electrochemically if that makes sense so a perfect example of this and this is something that blew my mind when i came across was something very simple um the resource material on titan alkane spores yeah you probably um I so I thought about that like what what the hell are they like where did they come from like how do they work and I kind of realized um, and this, this is supported by the law but they essentially they talk about um arc, that essentially it's arcology flora but then it's it what's the word it's it says basically crystallized methane and and hive um seeds that that have that have been studied for the origin of the hive and when i put all this together um wh- i realized that what was happening was there were some plants that were unlucky enough to get exposed to a hive ritual i don't know if you've seen the ascendant artichoke that that uh ascendant artichoke. I
4: remember yeah
1: that. yeah so similar sort of deal basically Certain flora has been exposed to a hive ritual and some of it's probably just turned into goo, but some of it have undergone almost like a forced evolution. And what's happened is when you look at an alkane, an alkane is actually um, a, a, a type of chemical and methane is the simplest alkane. It's almost like the final shape of our alkanes. And what's interesting about methane is it's a hydrocarbon now we hu- human beings and most life on the planet we we uh, get derive energy from carbohydrates carbohydrates mm-hmm. have a carbon atom a hydrogen atom and an oxygen atom which makes sense it's 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 why we drink water as well now methane on the other hand is a hydrocarbon so it's hydrogen carbon and no oxygen so, if you were a life form that was based on hydro, uh, uh, that derived energy from hydrocarbons, like say methane, you could live out in a methane environment. So, essentially, what has happened is that, and this is my theory, is that these, the alkane spores started off as archeology flora, got exposed to a hive ritual, became subatomically reduced to the point where they were almost able to de evolve and go from a carbohydrate-based um, uh, ecology to a hydrocarbon-based one, and all of a sudden they could flourish outside in the methane um, environment of Titan. So essentially, they have been able to survive or transcend by becoming more simplistic. That's what do you
0: think crazy. about that? This, this, reminds me, this reminds me of the origin of uh... I think it was, uh, was a program here in the United States on, on maybe like Discovery or, or maybe back on, remember the Science Channel? Maybe that's, maybe I'm dating myself here. But it was this <laughs> idea, it was this idea that uh, it, it was, it was trying to like imagine life on other planets. Yeah. And there was this gas giant where there, was this, there were these methane striders. That were just kind of like feeding off of it and like traveling off of, uh, off of it the whole way. I'm sorry that 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 oversimplification. No, that's, yeah,
1: that's basically, and I think that's how. Um, once I started looking into hive magic and and far and that, um, the, you know, there's a line even when the, uh, the 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 dredgens, the shadow of yore, they they basically um, I should really pull up the one, but essentially they say. You know, I'm gonna actually just pull it up because it's probably better if I if I read it. Because it it basically when you understand it, it it explains exactly what the hive do. Um let me just find that. Because they're, 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 it, 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 well they're they're
0: they're living on these like floating islands. Like like everything about them seems like this, uh because of how short lived they are. I don't know if you guys have mm. watched Invincible. But they seem to like their, their species is so so short lived that they could have crashed on that planet a century ago, maybe maybe two centuries ago, like not that long ago. And their physiology has changed because of how many generations they can go through so quickly.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think that's also why they. Um, it's interesting because you they do look like basically bone and and dust and and there's also talk about calcification you know you've got the calcified ghost fragments and that's quite interesting because um, there is this sort of um when you look in a lot of the higher descriptions they talk about ossification calcification and that's essentially like you know ossification happens when when um like flesh like calcifies starts to harden you know and it's actually becoming simpler uh, like chemically speaking but by doing that, you end up getting a carapace and you end up becoming more hardy. And so there is a lot of sort of evolutionary principles that, that the Hive sort of... Um, and I've got the, the thing that I was going to read, but essentially um, they were looking at the Thorn and the Weapons of Sorrow, and they said... And this is from the uh, number nine, embrace Ix Embrace law tab... Um, and it says the hive had rituals for forced evolution. And what we'd found hinted at transmutation through corruption, degradation, and rebirth. The weapons of sorrow were real. Worse, they were a roadmap to a greater threat, a greater evil. So the key word there, and this is what led me down the rabbit hole, was transmutation. The transmutation is actually the link really between physics and alchemy in alchemy transmutation and, and forgive uh, um, anyone who's like a super expert on alchemy i probably have the 101 understanding of alchemy but transmutation is a pretty big deal in, in alchemy you've probably heard of people trying to change, turn lead into gold um mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so essentially um, transmutation also has a, phys- a, a physics analogy called nuclear transmutation. Um, and so essentially, you, you, uh, what happens is, uh, like, for instance, you've got plutonium, right, which is a byproduct of uranium, because basically, when, the, when uranium undergoes a nuclear um, uh, reaction, it ends up changing, like the elements in it change. They become simpler as, as it, as it decays. So I believe a similar sort of thing happens or, you know, um, could be happening with what the hive are doing. They are basically transmuting the organic, um, flesh into something, uh, simpler and, yeah, so that's sort of what, where I think you can you may actually be able to link how you know the alche- alchemical side of Hive magic, which is quite apparent when you look at it. Um, we've also seen you know the alchemical symbols on the armor that we're going to get for Witch Queen. Oh yeah, so that was, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, wow! All of like, the pieces, all of yes, the
4: pieces are yeah. coming into play. It's all coming yeah, together.
1: So yeah, so um. So yeah, um, that's sort of what what I think. I think there is. If you look in Destiny, I think there is definitely a a scientific as well as a more mystical. But I think Destiny definitely does lean into the science. They like their scientific explanations for things. Um, So I'm waiting for you know Witch Queen to see if fingers crossed. If we if we do. Come,
2: you know, end up getting that, but um, yeah, I dig it, it. I dig it. No, that was yeah.
4: that was crazy. Man. Well,
0: Jinx, you owe me a cook
2: since yeah, we both yeah.
4: dug it I'll at have the, the ship. same
0: time. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
4: it might, not, it might not taste good by the time it gets to you.
0: That's that's I mean, be a little flat. Oh, oh, yeah, no, please no fountain coats, fountain cooks by way of ship. Um, I'm, I'm, I think. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna be honest, lettuce. I think we might be able to make two episodes out of this one episode.
1: You know what? I'm I'm game. So you can you'll technically
0: be our guest twice, which gives you two stamps into the Five Timers Club Lounge. Already. So I like that. like
1: yeah, that. Do yeah. I get a free coffee on like the fifth stamp?
0: Oh dude, you when to... you get in the a five free ti- you get your own chair in the Five Timers Club Lounge and it's free access to a hidden <laughs> room on, on our Discord.
4: Yee.
0: Which is just where we yeah. post like super secret memes and like I guess also, also lore. Yeah.
4: I'm, go-
0: oh, I'm gonna I'm so gonna add so that we also right. keep this that's is. where like the most ultimate lore secrets are. It's in the fact, The crack
4: so one. Okay. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely think this can be like a two two parter episode. Yeah. Episode.
1: I'll, I'll I'll i mean I'll we've
4: understand. been talking for like two yeah. hours. That's
1: what I'm saying. I'll so. well, I mean you, I'll interject. Are, are you is this gonna be in the final? Or are you gonna We'll cut
4: this part out. We'll cut this part. Out. Okay.
1: Like, All right. Well yeah, I was just gonna say, um because yeah, there's like yeah, 'cause I there's a lot of ideas, like a lot of things I talk about. Um so yeah, but at the same time, I like, you know, it's interesting to sort of like there. So just if I go down like a little rabbit hole or a little yeah, garden path, because I tend to talk about one idea and then that idea makes me think of like another idea. And then, no, dude, I know, I'm the, I'm same, like, way. I'm the same way. <laughs> welcome, I'm the same to way. Welcome, welcome. I'll be like, <laughs>
4: I'll be like, ooh, hive rooms. And then I need to do <laughs> this and then I need to do this. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, why am I on? Why am yeah. I looking up this now? What the yeah, heck? And, How did and, I get and, from here to there? And yeah. I don't
0: help. And I don't help. I only no, Taylor, you,
4: you you just make everything work. <laughs> You're very <laughs> much like ooh, shiny. That's what I'm saying.
1: And, yeah, and that's like great, it's great. I,
3: you,
1: you need that intuition though. Well, like that's kind of the you know I I I've had this on Destiny Law because it's like um, a lot of times people come up with like really outrageous spin foil theories, and you get some people that are very, very logically minded and they sort of try and analyse it for fallacies and that. And it's like, but sometimes it can, there's, I try to never really shut down a theory no matter how spinfoil it is because there might be a little grain of, of truth. Sometimes intuition, intuition is basically extrapolation from a psychological point of view. That's, and some, it's it essentially adding new information and um, people always talk about, oh, you know, about logic and, and facts, but at the end of the day, your logic and your facts is is constrained by how much information you have. You know, if, you, if you're able to, an intuitive mind is, is honestly a boon because, you know, it, it, you generate several ideas and then you can kind of, using the darkness met- metaphor, cut those back or simplify them. You know, and I think that's, that's kind of what happened that's why the balance got messed up in 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 the in the unveiling because they were essentially working together the gardener was creating this complexity and you know and this new information and then the winner was sort of winnowing it back and um um that's i think when there's that balance between you know uh having people who are, are more logically minded and very factually based and people who are more intuitive ideas, people having people work together like that, you end up getting like, I think that's the, the best, the optimal way really to, to get to the truth. Like me personally, I, I've got a few people that I speak to on the destiny law um, channel and the discords that they are very like that. They know the law inside out. And sometimes oh, I'll yeah, just, I'll, I'll just say my theory, like, Hey, You know, I think, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they'll just, they'll just pull out this law, like straight away. They'll know where the inaccuracies in that is. And it's good because it actually makes my theory theory stronger. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, definitely. I see that. I see that.
1: Yeah. That's
0: a, that's a very, uh, what's the word? Uh, blade theory approach.
2: What's that? Sorry. Blade
0: yeah, yeah, the like the 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 blade theory. Like you cut through it, make your theory stronger.
1: Take the yeah, yeah. Great. Well, I think it's interesting because, like, I think that's essentially like, like you know how the whole bomb logic and sword logic thing.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, sword floor, logic. Yeah, I I completely brain farted that 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 name. That's what I meant. Yes, that's right. Blade logic works as well.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, I think you've spoken about, um, about sword logic and um, bomb logic in the past. And um, it's interesting because, see again, this is actually what I was saying about information, and this is sort of where the sword logic is inherently flawed because it is always about cutting, you know, cutting down the existing shape, trying to get to a more final, more perfect shape, and I believe that this is the right way. Essentially, at its core, it, it's sort of very binary. You either exist or you don't exist. So we, we keep what is good and we get r- rid of what's bad, and eventually we're going to reach the equilibrium where we have this, this final shape. But I always use... <laughs> I have another word for thought logic. I call it Nokia logic. or Nokia, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah.
3: I and I'm going to get to their phone. If
1: Nokia, If Nokia... If the iPhone never came along, we would have had... Our phones would probably be, like, you know, half the size of your hand and they would be completely indestructible and they would... Snake would be, you know, the best it could possibly be. They were really... Nokia was really good at what it did. When the iPhone came along, it almost transcended its design. That's why the Nokia couldn't keep up. It couldn't adapt. It was a very, very good phone, but all of a sudden phones started getting bigger because a new design, new information was put into the system, right? And this is interesting because essentially this is sort of what Mara, Mara does with, 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 the, with the bomb. She realises that sometimes you have to add a bit of complexity you know, in order to um, like, you consider something like the eye. The eye is very a very complex thing and at some point, you would have, would have had to have had all this extra information and these useless parts of it, but it still needed this, this extra fluff, basically, to then be scaled back to the eye. And the bomb is, a simple, is another example. You know, a sword, you know, imagine if you took each component of the bomb on its own, is pretty useless, right? And if you took the sword logic and applied it to each component of the bomb, you'd end up with a sword. <laughs> you'd end up with, you know, the, the, the sharpest parts that you can use. But by adding to the bomb and then putting it all together, once it formed this sort of collective arrangement, suddenly it had emergent properties, you know, these new properties, you know, that it could suddenly explode. It could suddenly, you know, that with the sword logic alone never would have come to fruition. And this is, I think... Um, it's this sort of. I understand this is almost from a sort of point of view of, of design. because um, I work in um, in software, but I work with websites, and it's a similar thing that we sort of do. Is is you know you come up with a lot of ideas, and then you sort of scale back. But it's the to and fro of that. Sometimes by adding more information, you reach a point where where new ideas come to the forefront that never would have come about. And that's why I think, you know, that's the traveler's argument, basically, is that you need this complexity. You know, you need this diversity. That the... Honing everything down as a logic is flawed. It's fallacious. It doesn't work in the long run. And that's what I think yeah. the whole game of Destiny is about.
2: I can dig it. Yeah, I agree. I dig it,
0: man. No,
4: that's really crazy. I love it. It's awesome. mm.
0: I love it. Oh man! All right. So back back on the show vibes.
2: Um, let us.
0: I I think I think as we're closing out, Where can you know? I know I know you introduced yourself earlier, but but where can any any new fans uh, who who maybe didn't know about your stuff and and all that great stuff you work? Where where can they find you?
1: So yeah, I'm on uh I'm on Reddit. I don't have a Twitter although I'm thinking about making one, but um yeah, it's user uh lettuce different fifty one oh four. Um yeah, so I'm keeping it pretty cozy at the moment, just uh you know, um haven't been I'm sort of waiting for Witch Queen to, to come out. Yeah, and,
4: um, no, I'm I'm in the same Give boat me
1: a, a bit more it? information. You know, mm-hmm
4: yeah no i'm I'm like mm. i said i'm in the same boat with that because i don't want to like start doing all this work on my hive runes stuff and then have witch queen come out and be like oh here's new hive runes that yeah throw, like, <laughs> into wax yeah. so oh, i'm kind of yeah. like i'm kind of like and like and like just kind of sitting here like twiddling yeah, my that. fingers like come on
0: i feel like just we're kind of crying i feel like all of us who try to who try to log like one thing in destiny or in that continual space of of the Bife video, which I love I love my name is Bife and this is not, not against the one the video. But the entire Destiny universe, like, summed up and then it keeps going and then you gotta keep making more video. And yeah, it's never yeah, gonna
1: definitely. end.
4: Like pretty much. <laughs> well,
1: I, I had a I I had a similar sort of thing where like um like the, I did a whole bunch of Reddit posts over like I think from about November which is when I did the Perfect Crystals post um all the way up to I think um I did the one on Soulfire. I did the one on the uh Phantom Energy which is what I was I think the third one's going to be and I did a whole bunch of things and I actually came to um almost a I built a framework basically of what I understood from a scientific point of view and a law-based point of view what I thought the darkness was. But th- I, that saga almost ended, I, almost like I feel now, like I've gotten to the point where, um, and someone actually commented on there, and I think it was a bit of a, uh, um, they, it wasn't a very nice comment. They were basically saying that I would, I'd reached critical mass and that I was essentially, that my theories were just sporting other theories. And, and he, he, it's funny because he actually wasn't wrong. And actually... Made me realize that I'm you need to know when to kind of stop when 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 a theory is like okay this is what I've got I've got for for you know um given the information I have now I need to wait for more information because you know at the end of the day because otherwise you're just building on it's like building on a on a a sandcastle you know um eventually if you don't have a solid foundation that's going to crash down so I feel like yeah yeah um, so I feel like I've sort of, yeah, I feel like I sort of got to the point where I was like, this is, this is my thing. This is my theory. Let's see what happens. Let's see, you know, how much of that gets true, because I might find out come Witch queen that it's, we get a completely different subclass. We don't get a subclass, but we do get this whole fire subclass and it's not, it's, it might be more mystical than I think it is. It might not be based on, on science at all. So I don't know. I'm. All I'm trying to do is take what I've got, the information I've got. Yeah,
4: no, definitely.
1: It might be entirely based on cogs or sprockets. Yeah. In the year 2000. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a um, Nokia-based subclass.
4: You just throw phones at people. Yeah, and
1: you just have invincibility for, like, about 10 seconds where you're just literally the embodiment because you you got oh, amkara power, so you in shapeshifting yeah all of the super <laughs> build up yeah, is dude. you
0: winding the cogs the whole time just <laughs> just with a key <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: that's great that's great
0: <laughs> i like that i like that oh man uh oh, oh my 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 dude, do you have any shout outs? I know you made a couple in the show and that's okay. Those those still count. Uh but do you have any do you have any shout outs like that you want to reiterate or add to? Do you have any shoutouts?
1: Um so I wanna give a shout out to actually the like the, the Destiny not just the Destiny Law, I I spend a lot of time in Destiny I also spend a lot of time on Discord. And one of the things I I love about the community is just they've they've just been very welcoming. I've made so many friends, and that um, just um, being able to talk to about ideas and and everyone's really chill. Like it's you know, there's I thought I was going to be really judged for you know what I'd come up with, but everyone has this attitude of like you know they want to help build off of each other and. So that's kind of what I want. Is just you know, a lot of these ideas that I that I've come up with, they're not necessarily like I haven't worked in a vacuum. Like you know, even the Soulfire post I did, I was inspired by another post that was written years ago. You know, and a lot of the things I've come up with are inspired by you know these great minds that that frequent that subreddit. So that's kind of what I want to give a shout out to because everyone on there is you know is pretty awesome. So yeah.
4: That's awesome, that's awesome, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I dig that, I dig
1: that. <laughs> oh,
2: I I, I tell you what, Lucy, you got any shout-outs?
4: I got any shout-outs. Um, um, I'm always bad at the shout-outing. Shout-out. You, you, <laughs> I was going to say... The
1: default is bungee though, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's always I mean, there. Do you it's want to pass fair. it to me
0: and then let's do a co shout out to our guest?
4: Sure, I dig that. I like yeah. that. That's that's cute. Let us. Sure.
0: Thank you so much for coming on and really blessing us with with all your ideas and all your insights. Uh yeah, no, this was from like a super science-based crazy. perspective. Yeah, like it was it was really amazing and And I really appreciate, I know the uh, listeners might not understand this, but like time difference really played a role. Like it's, it's night for me Mm -hmm. and about lunchtime (laughs) for you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Just thank you so much for accommodating the show and, 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 and really, really trying to get on here. And then really just honestly, like I'll say it again, like, Blessing us with all your insights, like this was amazing.
2: No, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. And um,
1: yeah, I I was saying earlier, but yeah, I I, I re I re- recently came across your show, but like I've started uh binging your uh, your podcast, and honestly, I think yeah, like I'll give a second shout out to you guys Um oh. because um, yeah, you what you guys do is. I love the freestyle, you know, it's just like a bunch of mates chatting and that's I think that's a really comfortable um you know, I you feel comfortable listening, you know, and I love how where you take it and I've learnt a lot even, you know, listening to some of the, the theories that you've come up like, you know, the the uh, the exo the um you know, the exo mind and and where, you know, whether you know, the the two exos and which one would be resurrected like they're really good questions you know to ask and so that's pretty cool so just keep doing what you're doing and i think um yeah i'm i'm digging it
4: thank you (laughs) so much that's so awesome yeah
0: i really no i really i really appreciate i really appreciate the endorsement and i'm really glad that you that you love the show uh thank you thank you so much yeah Um, i do (laughs) Well. I think with that, everyone, it might be Lucy's turn. Oh, uh,
4: <laughs>
0: she, she, I think she co-signed <laughs> on ours. I think she co-signed uh, on ours, uh, unless uh, you uh, had uh, like some separate ones. Oh, okay, All I right. guess.
4: I guess I can do uh, a okay. shout out. I can do oh. a shout out. It's fine. Ooh. I'll do one. I'll do Let's a surprise do it. one.
0: I want. A, um,
4: nice. I guess a uh, shout out. This. Uh, I guess this is kind of. I don't know. This is kind of weird, but um, shout out to my boss because my boss has been super cool and I've been working for NASA for the past what four years five i can't math math hard even though i do
0: i was going to say that's not a good sign for whatever you
4: <laughs> 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 everything's fine everything's fine sure you like a nasa <laughs> Hey, no, I, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding.
1: no, it's a joke. Sorry. I sorry. Know, no, no,
4: no, no. I know, I know. I but right, you're
1: you're amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. Rune database was amazing. Okay. Uh, yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Anyways, so because um, basically through while I've been also working at NASA, most of the stuff I've also been doing is like research, and my publication is finally done, and it's only taken me like, what, four years to finish that? So, shout out to my boss for like, you know, kind of helping me with that. Cause I'm, cause I've, I've like helped on, I've been co authors on publications before, you know, pretty straightforward. You just, part of the peer review process, you just give them feedback, add in what you did to the paper, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but being a first author on a paper is very different than that, cause, you know, that means you have to write everything. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And my boss, uh, he definitely like helped me out with all of that, so I'm very thankful for him, and I'm very glad my paper is done. I never want to look at another ice belt ever again, ever again. I never, I never want to look at any more climate plots ever again. I am tired of them.
0: Phrases I but, never thought I would um, cosign with, real hard.
4: Science.
0: I hope I never I mean, look at a climate plot is- ever.
4: Climate plot, yes, I'm tired of looking. Not that climate is bad, it's just, I've just, like, spent the past four plus years looking at plots of climate over and over. I just had a few over.
1: connectivity issues, by the way. <laughs> just- no, it's okay. Everything so- went robot. Oh,
0: That's man. A- there, was, there was whole conversations about climate plots.
4: Climate plots, Taylor, clean your ears.
0: That's what I said.
4: Oh, it sounded like you said climate plots.
2: I I swear
0: to God, you said the same word twice to me. I don't know what's happening anymore.
4: I did okay. You know what? <laughs> Everything is fine. Oh no, Let us! No, he got this oh. disconnected. Oh no! It's okay.
0: It's okay. It's okay. We're signing I'm off. Just gonna... If he's able to rejoin what? here in a sec, we'll get his goodbye.
4: But but what about? But what about ending the recording? He won't know when to end the recording.
0: We should say end it now.
4: I guess end it now? Okay. End it end uh, it. Oh, no, no, hold on, hold on.
0: We're going to say we're going to say goodbye though on our recordings.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh. He's back. Oh. Lettuce. Let us. Let us you there. Do you live?
0: Do you live, say my
4: something.
1: friend? I just cut out for, for okay. a for a
4: It's okay. I- it's okay. We were That's okay.
1: It's okay. We're we're
0: we're oh. doing the goodbyes. We're doing the goodbyes. So it's okay. Um so so everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our guest um for thank joining you. us. And uh, you know, stay hydrated, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Toodles You can say goodbye to Les Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Alright, now we can hit stop. <laughs>
4: That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter at SpinFoilTheory or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com.
3: Network.